Before we get started, I want to tell you about my experience with Own It Fitness. Own It Fitness is a place that helped me discover my fitness goals. They did a full evaluation of my physical condition, and they set out a plan for me to be able to meet my goals. And on top of that, they found a way to be able to work with my busy schedule. And they can do that for you as well. Own It Fitness is the perfect place for professionals to find the friends that they need to help them meet their physical goals. If you're looking for a place that can help you, if you're looking for a place that's friendly and a place that will help you confidently meet the physical goals that you have for yourself, then check out Own It Fitness. They're on the corner of Mallory and Blakeow. This episode has been brought to you by Fremont Bank. Fremont Bank has been serving people and businesses in our community for over 60 years. For more information about the Fremont Bank, check out episode 104 on the Fremont Podcast. This episode has also been brought to you by Minutemen Press. If you are looking for design or printing needs, reach out to them. Let them know you heard about them on the Fremont Podcast. They'll give you 20% off on your first order. Banter Bookshop is your local go-to for all your reading resources. If they don't have it on the shelf, you can ask them and they can order it for you. Check them out on Capitol Avenue. Let them know that you heard about them on the Fremont Podcast. If you are looking to buy or sell a home, check out Petroselli Homes on Niles Boulevard. Gary Williams here. Some friends of mine are making a difference in the community, and one of the ways they're doing that is helping to sponsor this podcast. Petroselli Homes Realty Group is a boutique brokerage service located in downtown Niles. They offer a personal and intentional touch to the home buying and selling market. They take the time to learn each client's story, much like this podcast, because to them, the first step in linking buyers to the home of their dreams starts with understanding and a great deal of trust. John and Jennifer Petroselli have had the honor of helping countless buyers and sellers make effective real estate decisions to plant their roots, raise their families, expand their wealth, or simply relax and retire. So if what I've described is what you might be looking for in a realtor, I suggest getting in touch with Petroselli Homes on Niles Boulevard in downtown Niles. Now, coming to you straight from Fremont, California, this is the Fremont Podcast, dedicated to telling the stories of the past and present of the people and places of the city of Fremont, one conversation at a time. Now, here's your host, Ricky B. Hello, Fremont. You are listening to episode number 18 of the Fremont Podcast. And this episode, episode 18, will wrap up this week's, uh, what you might call, a trilogy of episodes. In episode 16, uh, I interviewed Dr. Muhammad Rajabali about the Islamic faith and what Ramadan is exactly. In episode 17, I interviewed Rabbi Moshi and his wife Kaya about uh, the about Passover and the Jewish faith. And in this episode, I sit down with a Christian pastor who's lived in Fremont for 26 years and has pastored in Fremont for the last 26 years to talk with him about the significance and the importance of Easter. A lot of people will be celebrating Easter this weekend, um, but I wanted to hear from a Christian pastor what 
his view was of the Christ, uh, of the Christian faith and what Easter means to Christians. And so if you're unfamiliar with that and would like to hear a little bit about that, then tune into this episode as I sit down with Christian pastor Tom Zelt of Prince of Peace Lutheran Church here in Fremont. Well, I'm excited to have... Um, is it Dr. Thomas Zelt? Yeah. Dr. Tom Zelt with me uh, today on the Fremont Podcast. Um, the last couple episodes, we've talked to a teacher from uh, the Islamic faith. We've talked with a Jewish rabbi. And um, this weekend is Easter weekend. And so Easter, although it's widely accepted by uh, America at large, it's on our federal calendar, um, it's a Christian holiday. And so uh, I thought it would be helpful to have a conversation with um, a Christian pastor to kind of get some insight um, uh, on what Easter is and what Easter is all about and why it's important. So, uh, Dr. Zelt, thank you for uh, joining me on the podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. Appreciate being asked. Yeah. So you are you are the pastor of Prince uh, Prince of Peace Church, Lutheran Church, Lutheran Church. Okay. Here in Fremont. Okay. And um, you are. Um, how long have you been here? What What brought you to Fremont? Been here 26 years, so it goes so fast, but been here 26 years and came from Northern California, originally from San Diego, but did uh, my graduate work in the Midwest and other wow. places, but 26 years, been in Fremont. And have you been uh, pastor of uh, Prince of Peace for 26 years? For 26 years, wow, yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Um, what, what do you think of Fremont? Like, what, Was there anything that specifically drew you to this area, or was this something that you've actually grown to love about Fremont since you've been here? It was very exciting when we came here, and obviously there's been a lot of growth and a lot of change in terms of the demographics of the Fremont area, which has been a wonderful place to really do the work that God has called us to do mm-hmm. here. So it's it's uh, enjoyable. That's awesome. Well, let's uh, let's jump into Easter because I think this is something. Um, I think if you were to ask probably the the common person on the street um, what Easter is all about, I think it probably might include things like the Easter bunny or uh, eggs and, you know, candy. Um, So tell me, uh, from um, a Christian pastor's perspective, um, what do you think about Easter? And is that an accurate way of viewing uh, the holiday, the Easter holiday? Yeah. Easter is really at the very, very heart of what the Christian faith is. If there is no resurrection of Jesus, and that's what Easter commemorates and celebrates, is Jesus' resurrection from the dead. He'd been put to death on a Friday, and on Sunday morning, he was alive again, and people were seeing him, and they witnessed him for a period of time. Multiple people witnessed him. And so that resurrection of Jesus is what is celebrated on Easter Sunday. If there is no resurrection of Jesus, we really, as Christians, have nothing to believe Mm. because it's all wrapped up in that individual Jesus. And we wouldn't care anything about him if he hadn't risen from the dead. Mm. He would just be a footnote in history, and people would probably not even know his name. But it's because of his resurrection from the dead that you look back at all the other stuff that he did in his life, and it gives validity to it. You know, if you rise from the dead, <laughs> you rise from the dead, you got credentials. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so essentially, that's why this is such a critical uh, thing for us to both believe and understand and celebrate. Yeah. So it does sound, I mean, I think I think if you were to talk about uh, Christian holidays um, and you were just ask, again, someone on the street, they might maybe reference uh 
Christmas as maybe more of a significant Christian holiday. But from what I hear, what you're saying is that uh, the resurrection um, really is the is the main. I don't know what main tenant or the 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 PowerPoint of uh, of the Christian faith. It really is. We wouldn't we wouldn't have a Christmas if there wasn't an Easter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wouldn't care about his birth if he hadn't risen from the dead. Mm-hmm. It's his rising from the dead that makes us ask those questions like, where did he come from? Mm-hmm. And so then it, it, you go back and you can celebrate a Christmas for that. I would like to to say this that that Easter makes Christmas believable. Hmm. The idea that this being Jesus is more than just a regular human being, and we wouldn't know that or believe that except he rose from the dead. Mm-hmm. So it's Easter that makes Christmas believable. Well, so you 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 that's great. I mean, you use the word believable, and uh, actually, I have right in front of me here a book called The Lynchpin, and um, it's a book that you you've actually written, and um, I'm holding the revised version of that. It seems to me that it's it, you know the, the idea of Christmas can seem more believable because we understand childbirth and we and we do know childbirth but um it's i've never observed anybody rising from the dead and it just kind of seems like that must be a sticking point like how can a person believe in the in the fact that um you know somebody rose from the dead and that kind of be the centerpiece of, of a faith i totally understand that because it would be hard to believe. In fact, none of his original followers would have believed it either, except that they saw him alive. And so their eyewitness testimony is really the one that began to be spread. And so over a period of about a month and a half, Jesus appeared many times to the people that had believed in him and to others as well. And so that period of a month and a half after his resurrection was this time to just confirm that it had really happened. Every one of those who were eyewitnesses of his resurrection ended up giving their life uh, because they believed that he had risen from the dead. And it's one of those things that if you if you see it, you experience it. And 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 Jesus' resurrection appearances are kind of uh, multifaceted. So one, he appears to them and has a meal with them. Another time, he cooks for them on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. He makes an appointment and uh, shows up with them at another spot. And over and over again, in different ways, uh, he kind of shows himself alive again. And that fact is what made concrete their a faithful following of who Jesus was. Hmm. But it's all tied to the fact that he actually did rise. Hmm. As hard as it is for us to believe because it seems somewhat you know, unscientific, we know people die and they don't come back from the dead. Uh, and thus, of course, they're absolutely a unique person and have power beyond what we normally think of. And that, of course, is what makes us go, where did he come from? Who was this? Which makes what we celebrate at Christmas, that he's not just a regular birth. He's mm. more than that. He's actually God who becomes human to do for us yeah. what we needed. That's great. Uh, thank you for explaining that, because um, I, I can see how that can be um, challenging. Uh, so um, you, you were talking about the eyewitness accounts uh, that seem to be verified of the followers that saw him both die and and then and then saw him after he had um, died and and rose again. W- um, would you say that the Christian Church then um, are like a continuation of those of those followers? Is that is that why the resurrection is so important to say um, your church or any Christian church in you know two thousand years later? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Because of that eyewitness. 
people believed what those eyewitnesses saw, and that just got passed on through the years. We're used to reading about it now in, in the Bible and go like, oh, well, it's a story in the Bible. But we should recognize that before it was written down, it was an event that they experienced. And so they believed it before it was written down. That experience which they saw is really the one that's foundational to their faith. Now, we have the written record that, of what they saw and experienced, and you say, well, it's in the Bible. But it's also outside the Bible mm-hmm. uh, where there's testimonies that make it the most logical explanation for what happened to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Wow. So um, in in some of the other uh, conversations that I've had, um, like, for instance, with uh, the Islamic teacher, he talked – you know, we talked about Ramadan and – um, what the significance of Ramadan is right now? People are are um, fasting um, and kind of devoting themselves to uh, a higher calling. Um, in and uh, the Jew, uh, Jewish faith, they're preparing for Passover, um, and we'll be celebrating that. What is it that the Christians uh, like? What what is there anything significant that Christians do right now as we as in preparation for? Um, celebrating Easter? Like, what are some of the things that people in the community might see that the Christian church is doing that they might not immediately recognize as being normal, but it is something part of um, what the Christian community does in order to recognize Easter? In order to kind of celebrate as big as what Easter really is, the resurrection of Jesus, uh, believers said, you know, we should think about why he allowed himself to go through some of the suffering that he went through. You know, if he's got the power to rise from the dead, why would he allow anybody to arrest him and take him and actually then crucify him? And so believers uh, had kind of set aside some time before Easter to kind of think through what was the passion of Jesus and why he did that. What was the suffering of Jesus all about? Traditionally, that that time period is called Lent. And so, you know, it, it gets kicked off by a day where you call Ash Wednesday. And so some believers will take ashes and make a cross on their forehead to mark them as those who were followers of Jesus and recognize that Jesus went through this suffering intentionally for them. And the, the big value there is when you get to the resurrection of Jesus, you realize he didn't need to go through the suffering. Mm-hmm. He's got all this power. He can come from the, back from the dead. So why did he do it? And the answer then becomes wonderful, and that is it's, it shows us the great love that God has for us, that he actually comes to become our friend, hmm. and that when he dies, he dies to take away our sin by suffering the punishment for it in our place. Hmm. And, and pondering that helps us understand the real depth of God's love for us. Um, and then in the resurrection, we go like, yeah, we know that's what he did because of the proof of the of the resurrection. Hmm, wow. So the, the Lent period seems to be even, um, I guess, I mean, is is it a, how would you define Lent period and leaning up, leading up to? I mean, you kind of did already, but I'm I'm just curious. Is there is there any specific merit to it for the person that's participating in Lent, or is it something that they're trying to achieve in order to be able to um, in order to be able to celebrate Easter appropriately? Yeah, it's it's not so much merit. I mean, we don't merit it. We just rely on what Christ has done for us. Uh, the gift of forgiveness and the gift of grace that comes simply by faith in who Jesus is. So that season isn't really to try to merit or to make ourselves look better in God's eyes. Uh, It really is for us to just to be aware of our need for his grace 
and his forgiveness so that we would rely on it all the more hmm. and appreciate the sacrifice that he did for us. Hmm. So the, this all of this time, the, the Lent period and um, uh, this, this time leading up to Easter, uh, which always falls on a Sunday, um, is is a uh, is really just a commemoration, but kind of maybe an introspection of sorts uh, of of reminding Christians of uh, of the center of their faith. I mean, that would that be would that be accurate? Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay, so it just kind of keeps us centered and and why he did this for us. We just realize he has been very good and gracious to us, and we rely on that grace one hundred percent. Now, I think as other people, as as maybe outsiders, as as we look into the uh, um, to the Christian tradition, um, and we and people prepare to celebrate Easter, um, I think people look forward to the benefits of Easter. Being the candy or or the egg hunts or uh, so many other things. What what be, like humanly speaking, like what are some of the benefits that Easter brings about to our community? So we've talked about um, the way that uh, different religions might view their role within a community and how what they believe might impact their role as citizens or might benefit the community around them as, as a, as a Christian pastor and you prepare to lead your church in, uh, Easter, uh, like what are some of the things that you maybe envision your people taking away from this time of observation and celebration, um, that will benefit Fremont, that'll benefit the community around us? Primarily, this is transformation of an individual, not because we have to be good, but because we know God has been so good. And so there's an internal change that happens in followers of Jesus. We say, okay, now because we know that, how do we show that love in our community? And so how do we help somebody that might be homeless or somebody that needs food? Or how do I come along somebody that is is hurting because they're either sick or dealing with grief or whatever it might be? How can I show them the same love that God has shown me by doing what he did through Jesus' suffering and then his resurrection? So that individual transformation makes us a people that says we want to give, don't have to in order to be better or good in God's eyes, but we do it because we know this is the way God has loved us. Uh, and so it individually transforms us to be then agents of love and sacrifice and giving in our community. Yeah, this might be a personal question, but I'm just I'm I'm actually curious. Uh, in your life, uh, you've been a pastor for at least here for 26 years, um, and you talk about that transformation as you've gone through your process of 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 being a Christian or following. Uh, Jesus, what is some of the transformation that you've seen in your own life that has been significant in um, in living out the reality of the resurrection? Is there anything specific that you can think of um, for yourself that has been a really uh, a, a powerful change for you? Yeah, I can, I can give you three just real quick. One is I just stand in awe of the goodness of God. And, and it's just overwhelming when you think of, of what he's done for us. Uh, the second is is that what is it that we value and what do we live for? And here, life is really in response to God's goodness. So it's not about what I can get or the pleasures or fun that I can have. It's really how can I demonstrate the love of God in this in this community and to other people? And so that kind of becomes the the guiding principle, if you will, for how you live day to day. How do you love the way God has loved us? Mm. 
the third to me is uh, is a sense of hope in our our world. You know, you can't you can't turn the news on or do anything without seeing all the right. trash that's going on and how how rough that is. And yeah. and because we hear about it all the time right now because of social media, etc., we know it all the time. Is there any hope? And, and the answer that we have is, yeah, there is, because we know the one who rose from the dead. Uh, last night, I was talking to a woman who has a brain tumor, and she doesn't know how long she's going to live. And she uh, had lung cancer, had surgery, and now she is going into a situation where she's going to be hospice. But she is at total peace because she knows what Jesus had done for her. And so to see the the confidence and peace that can come because of what Christ has done. Mm. Um, to me, and, and sharing that in people with need, whatever that need is, whatever takes away their hope, brings them hurt, that somehow Christ can speak to that in their lives because he's the one who rose from the mm. dead. Well, one, I'm going to wrap it up here, but there's one thing that uh, you keep saying that I, I'm uh, maybe you can provide an answer for it. Be uh, curious. It seems like a lot of what you're what you're saying, both in your understanding of what the what Easter represents or what Easter is, as well as like the effects that it has after, always kind of you keep mentioning going back to Jesus, a person. Like there's a there's a, um, a you, you talk about the significance of his birth and the significance of his death and the significance of his rising. But then as followers, you keep referring back to, well, Jesus loved. And so we ought to love or Jesus, you know, so, I mean, is, is there kind of like this centering on, I mean, on a, on a person versus like, say, um, uh, you know, uh, an ancient text or, I mean, what is the relationship between like the ancient text of, of, uh, of the Bible or um, uh, these stories that are, are uh, you know, accounted for in history, um, are those important? Uh, and then how does that relate to this person that seems to be at the center point of all that you're talking about? Yeah, it really is all about a person. And that person's Jesus, that there's this unique person in history that by what he did, reveals to us things about God and about life and even life after death. Uh, I, I was walking through the mall, and there was this situation and some that was going on, and I started this conversation with an individual, and, and, he, and he says to me, well, don't you feel like all the answers you need are inside you? And I said, no, hmm. they're not really inside me. Hmm. And, he, and he asked me, he goes, well, where do you go for your answers? And I said, well, I'm going with a guy who rose from the dead. And and that it's all about this individual because there's a unique person in history that that really changes everything for us. Mm, wow. Well, thank you so much for your time. If somebody is listening to this and they wanted to know more, perhaps about the Christian faith, um, about the you know the, this meaning of Easter, you've got the your book is called the Lynchpin: Seven Reasons to Believe that Jesus Rose from the Dead. I mean, if they're curious about all of this, like. Where can where can a person be helped? Where can they go to 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 find out more answers? Yeah, I'd find a Christian church near you, and you might have a friend that goes to a Christian church, and you know that they believe. So go with them to that and help them find find that. Or you're more than welcome to be part of Prince of Peace here in Fremont. Uh, and uh, you can go to the website, find out all the information uh, that's there, www.popfremont.org. 
um, and even the book's available there if you if you're interested in it. But would if you have specific questions, I'd love to talk to you and just give me a call or send me an email and we can set that up. Well, sounds great. That's a great invitation. Thank you so much for your time. I know this time of the year is busy for so many different people, and especially for. Uh, a Christian pastor, I think it's a um, it's a very busy time. So thank you uh, for your time, your attention, and uh, your help on this subject. It's a privilege. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Fremont Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever it is that you listen so you don't miss an episode. And if you're so inclined, leave a kind review so that others can find the podcast. To stay connected with us, you can find links to our social media and other content at thefremontpodcast.com. This episode was hosted, edited, and produced by Ricky B. Music provided through soundstripe.com. I'm Gary Williams. Join us next week on the Fremont Podcast. Muggins Media. Thank you for listening to the Fremont Podcast. If you are an individual or a business that would like to be a sponsor partner on the podcast, please reach out at thefremontpodcast at gmail.com or you can go to our website, thefremontpodcast.com and you can reach out to us through our contact form. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing and thank you for your support.